and welcome to another episode of Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast. I'm Gib Gerard. Our guest this week is Daniel Harkavy. I am very excited to bring this interview to you guys. He's the author of the book, The Seven Perspectives of Effective Leaders. Now, we talk about the book uh, as per usual, but we also talk about his other book, Living Forward, that he that he, uh, that he he wrote years ago. Uh, it's, it's, it's just a great conversation about how to get you out of your head, how to get you to be the most effective version of yourself and to view yourself as an entrepreneur in charge of your own life. Uh, it is it is a very effective way of uh, of of getting to the core of who you are, and and Daniel has an amazing amazing ability to to talk through that stuff with you. We're going to talk about the stuff that that gets him excited, the way that he's mentoring young people, the way that you could be uh, the best version of yourself. So again, that's Daniel Harkavy. That is coming up here in a minute. We also have a couple quick pieces of intelligence, but first and most importantly, a quick word from our sponsors, including Rocket Mortgage. This part of Intelligence for Life, the podcast, is presented by Rocket Mortgage. Need to know what it takes for a home loan to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. All right, here we go with a couple of quick pieces of intelligence. Uh, The AARP calls them golden gamers. Gaming consultant Portal expects major video game developers to target seniors over the next decade. So don't be surprised to see more senior citizens holding video game controllers because now people age 50 and older make up one third of all active gamers in the U.S. And women have accounted for the largest increase in older gamers in recent years. The rise in older gamers is fueled in part by people who use gaming to spend quality time with grandchildren, but a lot of older gamers just do it for the fun, the mental stimulation, and for stress relief. I mean, think about it. People who are retiring, you know, were the first people to buy the Atari game system, so it makes a lot of sense. Plus, they are way more social now. You can connect with people across the globe. Uh, Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Why not? Uh, What a great way to spend your golden years. Here you go. You want the best, speaking of golden years, you want the best odds to live to be 100. Start playing tennis in addition to the gaming or start swimming more often. According to University of Oxford study based on 80,000 men and women, researchers tracked each person's physical activity for nearly a decade. And when researchers looked at participants who lived the longest, two common activities jumped out, swimming and racket sports. So what's so special about swimming and swinging a racket? Well, first off, you can do them at any age. For example, when researchers looked at runners, they found that many people stopped running after they suffered an injury or grew too frail, but nobody's ever too too old to hop in a pool or play ping pong. So there you go. Video games, ping pong, swimming... That's the key. I don't know why uh, today's theme is is what to do as you age, but there you have it. Folks, get excited. Here is my interview. Very excited to bring this to you with Daniel Harkavy. Daniel Harkavy, uh, author of a number of books, but most importantly, your newest one, The Seven Perspectives of Effective Leaders. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, I appreciate you showing up with us. Great to be with you, Gib. Excited about our conversation. Me too. Well, we've been we've been talking a lot before we started this, and and I, I am I am excited to dive into some of the amazing work that you do. So you you've been a you you work as a coach, uh, and and you have written a ton of books. Um, your your newest book is about again uh, finding the right perspectives uh, on leadership. Why are we? Why do we need to change the perspective of leadership? Why do we need another book that talks about leadership? Why? Why now? Yeah, so uh, this book is is really about leadership effectiveness. Mm-hmm. And in today's times, uh, you know, especially that book came out October 2020, um, leadership in 2020 was more challenged than I think sure. uh, any time where most of us adults have ever had ever experienced. So what happens is that framework, that seven perspectives, it's a framework 
that takes the incredibly complicated and makes it very simple to understand. Mm. What's simple to understand is then easier to execute. So this is a book that helps you as leaders to understand what you should be doing Monday through Friday, how you need to be thinking and showing up so that you can make the best decisions and have maximum influence. So Gib, that's like the big thing that people need to hear. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've run Building Champions. I started it 25 years ago. We're an executive coaching company. I've got a, a team of coaches throughout the US and we work with clients worldwide, ranging from as large as the Daimlers and the Bristol Myers Squibs all the way on to some startups and everybody in between. And, um, and what we've done over the last 25 years is journeyed with leaders to help them improve how they lead themselves, their yeah. teams and their businesses. And I like to boil the complex down to what's simple. It helps me. I'm mm -hmm. a CEO as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, and here's the premise of the book. And and you know, there's 25 amazing leaders in it that prop up the framework. And I say a leader's effectiveness is determined by just two things: the decisions you make and the influence you have. And if yeah. if you can get your brain around that, then you say, okay, how do I improve my decision making and how do I improve my influence? The seven perspectives are the formula. I think it's important to note that um, that leadership. It's not just for CEOs. Like I know you're thinking like a CEO, but I, I think, you know, I think what 2020 has taught us is that we all need to think about ourselves as CEOs of of our own lives, right? We need to think about that because um, we experienced a volatility that uh, that made just being a, uh, that made just working for another company almost uh, an unsafe idea in the long term. In other words, we really need to think of our own value, our own self as a company and how we're going to lead the people that we all come into contact with and influence. And that's true whether you are uh, a stay-at-home parent or a uh, uh, or you, you've been a, you, you're a blue-collar worker, white-collar worker, whatever it is, you now need to be a leader in your own life. And I think that that's... Um, I think that that's that this book applies to a lot of people with that with that with that idea. All right, so let me riff with you on that because what you're talking about is self leadership. Yes. So, I, I want to speak to moms and dads and husbands and wives, and employees and teammates and entrepreneurs and uh, Fortune One CEOs with a, a couple of the statements and points that I'm going to make, and then I want to give you some direction. Um, if you can get your brain around this, if you agree and go, you know what, Harkavy's right. Daniel Harkavy's right with regards to these statements. That then, then I'll have something for you that that uh, could change how you're thinking and behaving, so you get better results as you lead yourself. So just a couple thoughts, Gib. One is better humans make for better leaders, mm. and for 25 years, that's what I get to do. Um, if the clients that we work with don't have a fundamental belief in that concept, well, then we don't work with them. So, so then how do you help people to become better humans? I've never been interested in helping business leaders to just make more money or to just grow market share. Right. I want to help them do all of that. I want to help them to grow and to succeed and to flourish, but to, not at the expense of their life. So I'm not excited about helping somebody to make the cover of Inc. magazine, but you know, right after the article was done, they're spending hours and and hundreds of thousands of dollars on divorce attorneys because they they gave their best to the wrong thing. So right. so so better humans make for better leaders. Okay, number two, 
self-leadership always precedes team leadership Mm -hmm. and team leadership always precedes organizational impact. Wind it back. Self-leadership. How do you lead yourself well? You know, when you and I were talking before, we talked about my friend and client, Michael Hyatt. Michael and I worked together 20 years ago, back when he was the the publisher. He was actually a publicist back then at Thomas Nelson Publishing. Mm -hmm. And he worked with us for years all the way to uh, his journey to becoming the chairman of uh, Thomas Nelson. And then he and I sat together and charted out his next chapter when he started Michael Hyatt and Company. So Michael and I co-authored Living Forward, which is all around our my life planning process, you know, the life planning process that we use at Building Champions that he went through, and it radically impacted him. All right. So to your point, regardless of what you're doing in life, whether you're a homemaker, whether you're blue collar, white collar, it doesn't matter. There's a cultural current that can cause us to drift from what matters most, and then we wind up at some point where we have regret. Mm-hmm. So a book that Michael and I wrote, Living Forward, back in 2016, is the solution for fighting the drift. It helps you to identify a vision for the areas of your life that are truly most important, and then identify your steps on how to go from current reality to that future state. Some of the same concepts that are in my book, The Seven Perspectives, which is what we were talking about moments ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your point uh, about, hey, we're all CEOs of our own lives. The truth of the matter is no one's going to be looking out for you more so than yourself. Mm-hmm. And you are ridiculously in control. And, uh, you know, we need to be intentional with our decision making and how who we want to be in all the areas of our life. Right. so that we can bring maximum value to everybody around us. So you, spot on, man. You bring up this concept of drift here, right? Uh, and, and, and I know it's obviously in, it, it's more significant now than maybe at any point in history. What, what exactly is, uh, or at least in, in, you know, in my lifetime, what exactly is drift? And uh, I mean, I, I have a sense of it, but, but let's get specific about it. What is drift and, and how big of a problem is it now with the way that society is, is oriented uh, coming out of this pandemic? Buddy, um, <laughs> it's huge. It's huge. You know what's happened? So, so, so drift is, we, we have to understand some neuroscience. We have to understand how the brain works to mm-hmm. understand drift. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first thing is, is that we humans, we like to think that we're reasoning, logical beings. Right. But the truth of the matter is we're emotional beings. Yep. And when you look at all the research that's been done around decision making, we make most decisions, most of our decisions based upon how we feel. Then we use logic and reason to prop up, back up, or support the decisions that we make. Sure. All right. Now, if you agree with me that we're feeling beings... Well, then we have to understand an absolute fundamental truth. Well, that's why we're our, so much better at giving other people advice than we are at taking our own advice, right? It, because that, we don't have to worry about you know, self-reconciliation when we're giving somebody else advice, but we really do with our own decisions. Absolutely. So, so your feelings are always real, but the narrative that causes the feelings is not always necessarily true. So you, you could be feeling certain ways, then making decisions based upon a faulty set of circumstances or facts, the drift, the drift is you drift and put your energy into areas that you think or feel will enable you to experience what you want to experience as a wife, as a husband, as a mom, as a dad, 
as a steward of your physical health, I don't feel like working out. I feel like having an afternoon cocktail. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like treating you all that well because you haven't been treating me all that well and you're not making me feel good. So therefore I will not make you feel good. You know, you're acting like a little teenage butthead and you're making me feel awful. So therefore I'm going to respond in kind. That happens. And, and everyone listening right now is going, no, no, that's not me. Yes, it is. Of course it is. Oh, yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, get real. Yeah. So if you, if you become more aware of the fact that oftentimes we make some pretty bad decisions based upon true feelings that aren't necessarily, or I'm sorry, real feelings that aren't necessarily going to cause us to get the outcomes that we want. Well, mm -hmm. then we need to be more aware of who do we want to be in these areas of our lives over the long term so that we don't get caught in this emo emotional cultural drift and get sucked off point Yeah, and then wind up with regret. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm going to take a break because, Gib, I mean, I could, you and I, I, I can go for hours on this. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'll let you direct. Well, no, it's, it, I, I want to talk about that because, I, you know, there is, a, there is this sense, and I think a lot of people feel it. It's what a midlife crisis is. It's where you put your head down and you are working on something every day for a, for a long time. And then you pick your head up and you look around and you go, what is this life? I mean, it's, it's, there's that song, uh, this is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful wife. Like, yeah. the, the, and yep. the days go by and the waters for like that, that's, that's, we live that life. Uh, so many of us where our head is down, we're doing X, Y, or Z. And then all of a sudden we look around and we go, this, this is not, this is not the direction that I want to be in. There's, there's something missing in my life. Uh, and, and, and how, and then you, and then you spend, sometimes you, you, you try to redirect and you, and you spend money on the wrong thing. You buy a sports car instead of investing oh. in yourself in the ways that you need to. Uh, and, and, and yes, so I, we see drift even in the motivated people. Then there's the people who start working, you know, they, they have a vision, they start working for a company, and the next thing they know, they've been working for the company for 20 years, and their, their original vision is just completely gone, uh, or they, they go from job to job because they never feel fully comfortable in whatever job that they're in because they, they have not been able to engage in this anti-drift mentality. So how do we, if, we, if that's our default, how do we start to undo that? How do we start to take, get rid of that drift so that we don't end up with a midlife crisis? Uh, I love the question. You know, I think about your podcast, buddy, Intelligence for Your Life. Mm -hmm. This is really what I want to talk about. Um, I can talk about the seven perspectives of effective leaders all day long, but mm -hmm. just Intelligence for Your Life is my passion. <laughs> um, so so let's, let's just start with, um, some real fundamental truths. Mm -hmm. There's this Hebrew scripture found in the Psalms, and it's, so teach us to number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And I always start this type of a conversation with us humans becoming really keenly aware that we need to number our days. See, teach us to number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Our heads are easily deceived. Our heads, they get pumped with all of the adrenaline and the cortisol and the, the right. dopamine and all of the feeling chemicals, those pulse through our brain and then our brain turns and we start to move towards something that mm -hmm. may not get us to the place we want to go. Where the psalmist is like, hey, no, 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 teach me to number my days. Like, I wanna gain a heart of wisdom. I wanna have conviction around how I live. I wanna make decisions that are rooted in what matters most because I know that there's no guarantee of tomorrow. Right. And I've seen it firsthand. So, so the way we do this is most business people will spend immense 
amounts of time bringing in the best thinkers to build these fantastic business plans. Mm -hmm. But very few of them will ever spend a fraction of the time putting a plan together for their life. Mm -hmm. So you build a plan for your life and this plan for your life helps you to identify all of the accounts in your life that matter most to you. I call them accounts because you can accumulate net worth in them and you can succeed or you can drain them and go bankrupt. But what you need to think about is investing a day to build a plan for your life where you identify all of the accounts that matter most and then you identify who you want to be in each of those accounts and and you create a compelling vision which you talked about earlier mm -hmm. you create a compelling vision for what it will be like for you to arrive at that place at some point in the future and it has to have this magnetic pull power because you need to review it all of the time and if it has magnetic pull power then when the emotions tell you don't go to the gym have the boozy, just have the donut, mm -hmm. you know, go to salt and straw, whatever it is. That's <laughs> speaking magnetic, my language now. <laughs> that magnetic pull power out there is like, no, I want to be fit. I want to have energy. I want right. to be able to play with my grandkids. I want to be able to, you know, uh, you know, eat well and not make food my medicine. And then you go, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead. And I'm going to work out. And, right. and then if I work out, maybe I'll have that salt and straw. Right. But anyways, right. You need to spend the time to build a plan for your life. That's Living Forward, which is my book. And in that that book, Living Forward, that Michael and I wrote, um, we give you the framework, we give you the process, we walk you through exactly how to do it, we give you the tools, and uh, and that's the one that's birthed my my next big deal, which is Set Path, which I'm going to be bringing life planning and mentorship to America's youth because I believe young people need to get their arms around this. Yeah. Now, so they fight the drift because social media is telling them all day long where they don't measure up and why, right. you know, life's hopeless. So, right. I mean, yeah. and also it, it, I, the, it's the, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you don't want to compare your inner monologue to somebody's outer social media presence. And, and I, how many articles have been written by people who were influencers for a time about uh, how difficult that carousel is and how the a need to keep up appearances and how nauseating that becomes uh, and how hard that becomes and how unfulfilling that really is because you're living this sort of, uh, it's polyester, right? It's this, it's this artificial life uh, that is meant to look shiny and be a certain thing. And then, and in reality, it, it is kind of, it can be really empty. There are plenty of happy people who have documented their lives on social media. That's not my point, but I think the, the idea yeah. that that is the only way to achieve fulfillment um, is kind of a, a, a difficult thing to for us to to reconcile with now so you, you, to your point of this um idea that you have to have this vision that you can go back to so you can have that emotional reaction um i think vision is really important i think vision is really lost i think a lot of people are afraid to admit what they want and what their vision is for their lives um you know how and i know vision is is one of the chapters for for perspective uh, in in the seven perspectives book uh, you know, how do we begin to, to get that vision going for ourselves and figure out what the, what the smart move is for our lives? Uh, I mean, I think there's people who are so adrift, they don't even have a coherent vision. And then they end up doing, to your point, what feels good in the moment. Like, I'll tell you this, uh, I know I, I'm going to let you answer the question, I promise, but I'm going to give an anecdote from my own life. I was just talking to somebody today about how when I am exercising regularly, eating well, is actually really easy. Because yep. I feel every bad meal that I have, I feel during a hard workout. 
I feel that this is not the best fuel for my body. And so then afterwards, my body begins to crave the iron of spinach. It begins to crave the B12 of lean protein. Like I, I start to get all of that. I want the good stuff because I'm fueling my workouts as opposed to when I'm not exercising, like the beginning of quarantine, I just, I'll eat whatever I want because I don't. I never actually feel how bad that is until I go to try to turn my engine on. So uh, this, I think, I feel like vision is part of feeding that engine of uh, of getting. You know, if you can create those feedback loops, you can eat healthy and exercise at the same time. How do we begin to create that vision that is that is reinforceable and gets that emotional reaction? Okay. So you hit on an absolute truth and what happens when you are working out, you're taking care of the body, you know, the dopamine goes in, the feel good, the runner's high, all of that goes in mm-hmm. and it starts a fry, a flywheel of belief. And if you can create momentum in the health account, it then spills over to the other areas of your life. Oh, so I, the believe fitness that. Account I believe that. I believe that spills over into the nutrition account, which yep. spills over into the limitation of bad things account, right? So it just all feeds on itself. Yep. Your question of vision. What you want to do is you want to think about every area of your life that matters to you. And then you fast forward 10, 20 years. So I'm 56, my sweet wife and I have been best friends and married for 32 years, but we've been in each other's lives for 46 years. That's a story in itself. We've got four kids, two grandkids, and we've raised nine other kids. So um, all of those humans are Mm -hmm. the most valuable accounts in my life. Mm. Uh, My faith account is huge. My fitness account is huge. Like you and I spoke earlier, I love surfing, snowboarding, that kind of thing. So I have what I call a sanity account, which is playing. Um, I have a financial account. I have a professional account. I have a charity account. I have all these different accounts, which are really nothing more than areas of my life that are important to me. So what you do is you first off, you you take an inventory of the areas of your life that are important. My marriage is important. My family is important. Each one of my kids, their spouses, my little granddaughters, they're all important. So I give them a heading just as if they were some sort of an investment account. And then I, I fast forward and I dream. I'm like, all right, who do I want to be in this account 10 years from now or 20 years from now? Mm-hmm. What do I want it to feel like? And then I write that down and I stretch and I dream. And, and I, I, like I mentioned earlier, I want that vision to have magnetic pull power. Then I identify my purpose. What's my purpose in this account? I have a very unique purpose or role as husband to Sherry. I have a very unique purpose or role to my kids or to my body or to my faith or to my job or I I serve a unique role that nobody else can actually slip right in and replace me in, right? So I need to be really clear on my job, my role. What is it that I'm here to do in each of these accounts? Now, if I'm clear on my purpose and then I'm clear on my long-term vision, well, then I take inventory of my current reality. Where am I today? Mm. And I'm like you. I mean, most of us will have some areas where our current reality is close to some of our vision, and then we'll have some others that are just broken. It's like, wow, there's a gap. What you do is you don't look at that gap as failure. You look at that gap as opportunity. And then you say, all right, what steps can I take, regardless of how I feel, to move myself from current reality to that vision by executing on that purpose? And if I do so, regardless of how the other account or person feels or responds, 
all go to bed knowing I did what was right. So specific steps I can take every single day in order to accumulate net worth in each of those accounts. So I'm moving closer to those visions. Now, people listen. This isn't something that you serve and it becomes your report card pass fail. It's a dynamic roadmap or GPS for your life that helps you to become who you wanna become in all of the areas of your life and you can adjust it if it's not working. You can change things, you can add, you can subtract. It's a tool to help you think about what matters most so you don't get sucked into this reactive drift and you move through life with intentionality and proactive being who you wanna be and doing what you want to do in the areas of your life that are truly most important to you. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's it, right? I mean, that's that's the whole that's the whole game. That's 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 it. Um, I want to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk about the notion of current reality and how we can begin to peel away because it's the first perspective. It's chapter one of the new book, um, it, uh, and how we can begin to peel away our own emotional reaction to our current reality so that we can get a very uh, uh, a very accurate perspective of where we actually are. Daniel Harkavy, we were just talking about current reality uh, and 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 our emotional attachment to making ourselves feel better. I mean, because again, we before we were talking about we were talking about social media. I feel like social media changes our feelings about our current reality. It makes us feel worse about things that might be that might actually be okay, and it makes us feel like it makes us feel wanting in areas that we may or may not actually want. So, how do we begin to peel back our our own emotional? Uh, what's the word, our own emotional uh, glasses that, that can color our current reality so we can get a really good, accurate perspective on what it is. Boy, um, I almost want to answer the question two ways for two different demographics. Do it. So set path is the result of my immense passion for the young adult, so 15 to 30. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're talking about this whole concept of life planning and creating a vision and and having a, a hope or a belief that you can affect a better tomorrow. People, um, these aren't hopeless times. These aren't. Um, the truth of the matter is circumstances have changed in the past year and a half, but our purpose or mission as humans has not. And that statement's been true since the beginning of time. Circumstances are always changing. Sure. So our current reality today is much different than it was a year and a half ago. When you and I are recording this, you know, um, we know that uh, how we go out and engage in society is much different than it was a year and a half ago. Sure. We know that people have a higher degree of fear. We know people have a higher degree of, uh, there's division um, amongst us for all mm-hmm. sorts of reasons. Mm-hmm. So for, for young folks with regards to social media in particular, just understand that people put up their shiniest, brightest, and best. And if we're gonna spend our days just looking at other people's shiniest, brightest, and best, well, we humans will compare ourselves to them and we're watching other people's beautiful moments instead of going out and making our own. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. can't do that. It's a reactive, it's a reactive um, waste of time for so many of us. Now, it's okay to, to follow your friends and to, to take a look and learn from, from people, but it's really problematic when you start just brainlessly, numbingly look at social media and all you do is you fill your brain 
you know, for an hour, an hour and a half with other people's highlight reel, Mm -hmm. what's going to happen is your own feelings will then be, I suck and my life sucks. And how could I ever measure up? And, Mm -hmm. or I want that. So therefore, you know, my life's miserable because I don't have it. So what you do is you limit what you put into your brain. Thinking, belief, and feeling are all the inner gear of our life. Thinking, belief, and feeling. And thinking is where it starts. So we control our thinking. We control what we allow into our mind. That impacts belief. And those two together impact our feelings. Wow. Yeah. We need to be feeling better, which means we need to believe more, which means we need to improve what we eat mentally and we limit the garbage going in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's my advice for the younger folks is really limit the amount of time you consume, you invest consuming social media. And right now, think about the areas of your life where you want to go out and make those special moments. Um, a lot of us, are our rhythms with COVID and the shutdown, our routines, our social interactions, they, they got limited. And there's a whole psychology on the impact of this crisis on how we think, feel, and behave. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see for, you know, in the coming years, we're going to see some, I think, some alarming stats. So I said I wanted to answer the question for two demographics um, with regards to current reality and kind of how we're addressing and getting a real good take on on who we are, where we're at in current reality. So yes. let's talk to adults. You know, adults, it's good for us. I mean, to I know that ourselves. was that was directed at kids, but I feel like that is um, that is <laughs> that, that works for everybody. Uh, I, I definitely do. You know, yeah. when I when I'm speaking to business groups, I I will always ask them, "Hey, folks, let's be honest. Tell me about what happens for the first ten minutes after your alarm goes off." First off, I want to know what is the alarm, and um, you know, I'll be speaking whether it's virtual workshops that I'm doing now with hundreds of leaders and businesses, not just in the U.S. but around the world. It's all the same. Um, or a year and a half ago, when I was with live audiences, I would say, "Tell me about the." The first 10 minutes of your life, you know, or the first 10 minutes of your day, excuse me, mm-hmm. what do you do? And people will vulnerable, you know, they'll be vulnerable and they'll tell me, it's like, all right, my, my phone wakes me. Okay. You swipe. Then what do you do? And then they tell me, I look at email and then what do you do? Right. Facebook. And then what? Instagram. And the younger generation, TikTok. And then what do you do? The news. I'm like, okay, just think about that. Like for the first 10 to 15 minutes of your day, you wake up, you have the opportunity to put good stuff in your brain and you woke up and you looked at how everybody else was living their Gosh, dream. Yeah. You read the, you, you watch the news and you just see how the world's falling apart. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what you do for the first 10 to 20 minutes. You look at email and you now realize you're behind. So you wake up and you've already got all the bad chemicals mm. moving through you. And, and then now like, okay, now let's just go power coffee and some fast food crap and, and go get them and, and stay behind Zoom all day long. Yeah. That's miserable, yeah. right? So yeah. what we need to do is we need to reorient our mornings and we need to stay away from, we inhibit the stuff that's not going to make us feel good, think good, believe good, behave good. We instead ingest into our mind good things that will help us to feel good, think good, believe good, which is this whole life planning process. We look at who we want to be in every area of our life, what we want to do. We take control, we fight the drift, but we need to do it first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. So your morning routine is huge. And 
And Gib, you and I could talk for another half an hour on the morning routine, but let's not. <laughs> I want to answer your question with regards to current reality. Hey, adults, the best way for you to get um, accurate, uh, an accurate depiction on where you are in each one of your accounts is for you to spend the time reflecting and writing down where you think you are. Yeah. And then have the courage to ask people around you, hey, how am I doing with you? Hey, son, how am I doing as your, as your dad? What do you want me to keep doing, start doing, and stop doing in order to be a more loving, better father for you? Hey, hey, my bride, what do you want me to keep doing, start doing, and stop doing in order to bring up the best in you as my wife? Mm. Mm. And be honest. I want to know. And I tell you what, keep, start, stop. Ask people for input. You'll understand your current reality. And don't be afraid. You know, we're not perfect. And we all have opportunity to grow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, those are, gosh, um, I think we have, we have a tendency as, as, especially as we age, honestly, uh, to, to want, uh, things to be different than they are. Um, and, and having these realistic conversations with people or uh, avoiding some of these hard conversations because, uh, I was, I was reading this book recently and, and there is this tendency that we have to even if uh, two people know something isn't working or isn't going well, until you're faced with the actual reality of uh, the irrefutable reality of it being bad, you you can both ignore how bad things are. So you know if it, until you bring that sort of known reality of hey maybe I'm not being the best father right now, until you bring it into an explicit conversation. It's almost like Schrodinger. You can have it both ways. You can you can pretend that it's better than it is. That oh, that was a, that was a good conversation. We're good. Um, and then when you actually have this conversation, you're opening up this this idea that maybe the cat is actually dead, and we have to we have to work on on building a new cat. Not to extend the metaphor yeah, too far. Absolutely. It, it, absolutely. So there's been a lot of work. Uh, well, I think probably one of the the most popular writings on the topic is by Dr. Carolyn Zweck, where she writes about um, mindset, mm-hmm. the book Mindset. She's yeah. a you know, university prof. She talks about the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset. Mm-hmm. And this is a concept that actually flows through my effective leadership book, The Seven Perspectives of Effective Leaders, because I say effective leaders bring intentional curiosity to every human and every situation. Intentional curiosity. So what you're talking about is the ability to enter into the growth opportunities and not be afraid of them. The reason, Mm -hmm. the reason people won't call out that it's not perfect is because it could reflect poorly on them, which is an identity issue. And they have more of a closed mindset, which means that if I don't perform well, or if I'm not affecting you well, then it means something bad about me at the Mm -hmm. very core of who I am. That feeds our insecurity. And all of us humans have insecurity and fear. Yep. Now, a growth mindset is such to where we just come to grips with the fact that we're not perfect, Mm -hmm. but we're capable of loving more and of improving. We can grow, and that never stops. And you said it earlier, the older we get, the more difficult it is. Mm-hmm. What happens is we want to build a fence around it, been there, done that, nothing's going to change. Right. Well, that's a lie. That's right. your choice. Right. I mean, I, I've got people on my team. I've got a couple, Gib, on my team, a couple guys on my team that are in their 70s. Mm-hmm. 
they're freaking rock stars. Like they're the <laughs> biggest chargers, like backcountry skiers, mm -hmm. students, mm -hmm. um, so fit, like learning the, the latest and the greatest, you know, Dick Savage on my team, Dick's in his seventies and he'll smoke any of you folks in your thirties on the mountain. Mm -hmm. I mean, he'll, he'll teach you how to make the best bullet coffee. He'll teach you how to, <laughs> you know, uh, keto versus this. He's a beast and he's a licensed therapist and he's been, you know, just helping people forever. But here's a guy who's just intentional curiosity. He knows he doesn't have it all figured out. He knows he's broken, but he's hungry and excited to learn today. When you believe that you'll lose love if you perform poorly, well, then you have to understand that's a faulty identity right. issue. And the truth of the matter is all of us are broken and all of us have room to grow. And we need to enter into situations to where we've possibly failed or we're possibly not doing it right with a humble heart because at the end of the day, every single one of us want to make people feel better. We want to love more. We want to bring more value to others all day long. If you don't, I mean, if that doesn't motivate you, it probably means that you've been hurt and, mm -hmm. and there's help for you too. Um, yeah, but that we're, we're here to make a positive and lasting difference sure. in the lives of other people. Sure. Uh, I mean, I think, I think what I'm hearing you say too, is that this idea of switching to a growth mindset is, uh, is almost a pre first step. It's the pre-calculus to the calculus of, of, of establishing your current reality. You have to understand that, that thinking that things are not perfect is not mean, is not, is not a, an intrinsic negative in your life. It's just you an it. area that you can, that you can improve. Yeah, it's it's being grounded and real and knowing things aren't perfect and there's an opportunity to grow. Yeah. We humans get to grow every day. We have an opportunity to grow. It's birthed out of this humility, knowing I don't know it all. I'm not the best. I'm not the smartest. I'm not the fastest. I'm good as I'm created. Yeah. I mean, I'm amazing as I'm created to be and I can grow and I can be better tomorrow. Mm -hmm. This, uh, this leads something to something interesting, uh, that I know is, is, is near and dear to your heart. But I think, I think we're getting people into a fixed mindset earlier and earlier in their lives. I think a growth mindset is really easy for, for little kids to pick up on because you, I've seen this before. You, you never see a, a kid that's learning how to walk stop walking. You know, they just keep getting up. They just keep working on it. They just, they just keep using it and using it and using it to get better and better and better. Like the, the, the growth mindset is baked into the toddler. It's only as we age that we begin to we begin to adopt the fixed mindset. And I feel like social media, which is something we've talked about before, this idea that you're feeding yourself other people's perfection, all that does is begin to erode this notion of growth mindset, this notion of, it, it, I think it, it, it reinforces the, the impact of drift, all of that, um, which leads to set path, which is your, your mission to, to I, I'm guessing... Uh, put growth mindset into, into the youth of the, of this country. Um, can you explain what that is and how that applies to the sort of the perspectives that we've been, we've been working on thus far? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for opening that door. Um, yeah. And I love how you think, Gib, I do. You, you see it. Um, you've got it. That analogy of the toddler learning to walk. Just think about if that toddler took three steps, fell down on his or her head, started crying and said, Oh my gosh, everyone's laughing. They mm -hmm. think I'm an idiot. Mm -hmm. They think I'm a failure. I'm mm -hmm. never going to do it again because they, they're they not going to love me or hold me, right? 
that doesn't happen. The toddler gets back up and goes. Well, once we hit those middle school years, that's when we humans, for some reason, boy, oh boy, our insecurities and hurts start to really show up. And, yeah. and, uh, and that's where, uh, as well as parenting, you know, parenting really plays a big role in, in whether we're going to continue to take risks or try to play it safe. Um, whether we believe our, our love and affirmation and value is based upon the performance instead of the work and the trying and the striving to be our best. Mm -hmm. That's the big deal with growth mm -hmm. versus fixed mindset. So to your, your question, I've walked with my book living forward as well as with 25 years of doing what I do at building champions with leaders. I've walked tens of thousands and probably hundreds of thousands of people through life planning, mm -hmm. this intentional plan that will help you to, to fight the drift and accumulate net worth in all areas of your life. Because most of our clients are very well to do. They're successful. They're climbing the ladder and what can happen for, with them, you know, their average age is between 40 and 60 something is they, they, they pay a tremendous price for their vocation. Mm -hmm. And what, so many of them have said over the years, after they first start working with us and our executive coaches, they build their life plans and they say, oh my gosh, that was amazing. Why didn't somebody walk me through that when I was in my 20s? Yeah. And I've heard that now for 25 years. I started life planning when I was a young father. I was 30 years old. Mm -hmm. And it has helped me. I mean, gosh darn it, it's helped me to figure out who I want to be and what I need to do in the areas of my life that are most important. Mm -hmm. And I got, I got to a point where um, when I wrote Living Forward with Michael back in 2016, one of my colleagues was saying, are you happy? Are you excited about the book? And I said, you know, I'll be excited when it's in high schools. I love what we do with business leaders, but I cannot wait to make a difference with the young folks. Mm -hmm. I mentioned we've had nine other kids living with us since 96 through today. Um, we're always having different young folks. And I believe that if young, as a young person for me, like Gib, if you would have known me when I was a teenager, surfer, drummer, partier, punk, I was a, I was not a good kid, <laughs> but I had a few people that- Sound like a good hang. You sound like a good hang. I was fun, man. I was fun. <laughs> There's a good chance you're going to wind up in trouble with me and you may not have liked me by the end of our little hangout, but what the heck, um, mm -hmm. I've changed. Because some people saw something in me, older folks, they challenged me and they transferred hope and belief into me. Mm -hmm. So all of these folks, these business leaders that over the last 25 years have said, man, I wish somebody would have walked me through this when, when I was in my 20s. And me coming out with that book with Michael in 2016 and going, it needs to be in, in young people's hands and minds and it needs to be a tool they use. Um, you fast forward to the COVID moment, March of 2020, then you fast forward to the most horrific experience that most of us have ever seen on social media, which was the George Floyd moment. Mm-hmm. And me and my team sat around, we go, we're like, we, we got to do something, man. We got to figure this out. So set path was birthed where I am going to take older mentors and folks that are switched on with life planning and they're volunteering and they're going to give life planning a new rewritten life planning process. That's all digital. They're going to give this life planning process to America's 15 to 30 year old. We're going to help them to fight the drift. We're going to transfer belief and hope into them. And we're in beta in 2021 now. Um, we applied for our community benefit, not for Prof 501c3 on the last day of last year. We're hoping to get that designation soon. Our attorneys are confident we will. We've done that before. And uh, we're taking corporate money now and we're training guides right now. And we're actually working with young people right now to help them to build plans for their life so that 
these teenagers all the way through these mid-20s or so, mm-hmm. they're realizing there's something good in them and they can affect a better tomorrow. And uh, they got somebody that sees them, knows them, cares about them, and is there to cheerlead them and hold them uh, accountable uh, to be the best they can be in the areas of their life that matter most. Setpath.com. That's amazing. Uh, I'm going to put a link to setpath.com for anybody that's interested in in participating in that or in or if they know somebody who who could really benefit from that. I mean, honestly, I hear you talk about this and I think, man, uh, I, I could use that even though I'm not under 30. I mean, this we I think we I think that's kind of what we've been talking about today, right? Is that so many of us we live life, we don't plan our lives and 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 then we have the we have the uh, the ennui to show for it. We have this this unhappiness, this hole in ourselves that that arises from from not being connected to to a plan um and i think that's where you know that's where living forward comes in that's where i think seven perspectives uh also applies to this idea of of creating a plan for your own life where you learn to create vision assess your current reality make strategic bets i mean every, everything that that you talk about for business leaders we should be applying to the ce as the ceo of our own lives i think i think we need that and and kudos to you for for teaching that to kids in a way that, um, and, and younger people in a way that they don't realize they need yet. Cause I, like to your point, you don't realize you need it until you look up at 35 and you're like, gosh, where am I? Or you look up at 50 and you go, what have I been doing for the last 25 years? You know, and that's where regret kicks in and yeah. you can ask for forgiveness all day long, but you can't go get those moments back. You yeah. can't watch her. You can't watch her first ballet performance. Yeah. You can't sit there and hold his hand when he goes to his, you know, his first day of school. You can't sit there and help him to ride a bike again. You can't sit there and take her on the dates that you wanted to take her on to build the equity and the intimacy in, mm. in your marriage. I mean, there's just, you know, and it's the same with our health, man. You can't go back and 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 undo the damage you've done for eating like crap and abusing your body for 30 years so you know regret's a brutal deal and i want to help fight regret so there you go buddy daniel hargavy the book is the the seven perspectives uh it it, just a link to where to buy that in the show notes as well as living forward uh well you can get both of those uh just by clicking the link in the show notes uh two last questions uh daniel and i ask it to to everybody first and foremost aside from buying the two books seven perspectives of effective leaders and living forward a proven plan to stop drifting and get the life you want uh what where can people follow up with you uh you can follow me on all of the social media of course buildingchampions.com and then daniel harkaby on linkedin and facebook and and instagram and Twitter. I'm not all that active people. I'm sorry. I'll put content out when I've got a real strong passion and you'll see my videos on YouTube and things of that sort. Or I've got something that is, uh, I think, um, it's, it's a clear signal in the midst of static or noise, but, uh, I would love to hear from you. Me and my team would love to help you. Uh, however we can setpath.com buildingchampions.com. Um, I'll put uh, I'll put I'll put a link to the the websites as well as your social media accounts in the show notes. I am the same way. I'm very sporadic in my approach to social media. Yeah, I I just I post for a, a lot for a little bit of time, and then I'm like I just can't I can't do it. So um, I think I think the key is to get more consistent about it if you want to uh, create engagement. But I, I guess I ultimately I think it's probably for the best to just want to live your life and share what you want to share and, and leave the rest on the table. Uh, one last thing. And I ask it to everybody, Daniel, what is one thing we can start doing today that will make our lives a whole lot better? Mm. 
Well, so Gib, I mentioned I'm a man of faith. So listen to not judge, um, listen to not agree or disagree. Just listen to learn. This is just a guy, 56 years old, lived a pretty colorful, beautiful life. And, uh, I, I wake up grateful just about every day. Um, so for me, I love to read the scriptures and, uh, I have found that that daily discipline and praying every day, um, for me, is uh, it's the huge difference maker. It fuels me back w- up with hope and with love, so that I can be a guy that hopefully flips switches up on the hearts of everybody that I get to meet. Very much like you do, Gib. You're a good guy. I just totally dug energy with you and talking to you, and um, yeah, grateful for you and glad to be on your show. And hopefully, hopefully, our conversation helps some folks. Likewise, Daniel Harkavy, thank you so much for your time today. I have, I mean, I I am energized. I have absolutely loved it. So I just really appreciate you. Thanks, Gib. Likewise. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like the show, please rate, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get our, wherever you get your podcast, I should say. Uh, it helps us out a lot when you guys do that. I appreciate the few of you that have. It's uh, It means a lot to us. If you want to follow up with us, facebook.com slash John Tesh is where we spend a lot of our time. You can also find John on Instagram at John Tesh underscore IFYL. I am Gib Gerard. You can find me at facebook.com slash Gib Gerard or at Gib Gerard on Instagram and Twitter. Try to respond to every mention of the show, every DM about the show, even getting some guests that you guys have uh, have recommended because uh, ultimately I do the show for you guys. So, you know, thank you so much for listening. <laughs>